are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We are bringing in a special guest tonight. We're going to get to him in just a minute. But before we do, I want to say thank you to everyone that subscribed to our YouTube channel. Uh, we have just surpassed 400 subscribers. Those are real, not bots. Uh, so I want to just take a minute and say big shout out to Bob Van Duzer. You can find him on Twitter at Bob Van underscore IDP. Um, him. I'll tell you what, he's been the guy that's really been spearheading the effort for YouTube. So uh, hats off to Bob. Great work. He's more than just IDP. He's also SEO Speedwagon. Um, hit him up. Call him Bobcat, Bobbert, whatever you want to do. So at Bob Van underscore IDP, he's been doing a lot of stuff. And the great thing about our YouTube channel as well, um, it kind of gives the guys that aren't on the show, him, Maddie, uh, Kevin's on there sometimes, Sean, you get to hear their thoughts on fantasy um, instead of just us. So Check out the YouTube channel. We also have Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, all that other stuff. Check us out everywhere. Subscribe, rate, and review. When you rate and review this podcast, it helps other people find it faster. So go ahead and do that. And now let's introduce our co-host here. We got Pork. Pork, how's it going, man? You changed your name on the screen. I'll change it back then. You always change my freaking name. Leave it alone, bro. Um, no, I'm doing well. Uh, a little tired today, but I'm actually pretty glad that I get to see my boys today and super excited about Saturday. Yes, and for those of you who do not know, uh, Pork's actually talking about the Canton Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. So make sure you make it out. We are booth 9 or 13. I can't remember one of the two. Just look for the lights glaring off Pork's head. Um, and oh, he'll be standing right next to Devin Nooney. What's going on, Chef? What is going on, boys? I cannot wait to finally meet everybody. It's going to be an absolute blast, man. I cannot wait. It's going to be a good time. You can hang out and party with our very own Nate Christian. What's up, Nate? Hey, I'm also excited. I like I've met Mike and you know Pork before, but everybody else just a face on the other side of the screen. So I'm excited to finally get to you know put my hands on Chef. The boys. <laughs> Could we say that I'm hype about it? Am I allowed to say that? <sighs> Mike, is that my last name on your shirt? No, yeah, it is. Wow. It's from the uh the Super Bowl parade. No one likes it says us. says no Everybody. one. Looks like Noonie. Yeah. Wow. Noonie likes us. And uh, let's introduce our <laughs> very special guest. We got Mike Huff. You can find him on Twitter at the FF Realist. And he is one half of the FF Face Off. They do about, what, eight to 10 podcasts a week right now, Mike? Is that what um, does? Anthony does like seven of them. I do like one, but I'm really strong when I do it. So. <laughs> wow. They do a great podcast. I was actually on there last year on Thanksgiving. Um, my wife yes. was the biggest fan of that, but I decided to just do it anyway. We stayed at home that day. It was a great time. So definitely check out um, him and at the Real NFL Guru. That's Anthony Servino, Mike's co-host. Check both those guys out. Yep. Great friends of the show and great guys. But today we're talking about some breakout rookie guys that we are just comfortable starting from day one. So I'll tell you what, Nate, let's start it off with you because you're kind of down there in the bottom corner. Who do you got first? <laughs> 
Yeah, so one of my favorite breakout candidates for this year out of this rookie class is a second-round round wide receiver, Terrace Marshall. The, love the Carolina Panthers offense. Last year, it had DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson all finish as top 30 wide receivers. That was with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know if we consider Sam Darnold a big upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe the same thing. Somebody might say a downgrade. But I think you can have at least similar production that Teddy Bridgewater gave you last year with a little bit more upside. And Terrace Marshall is a guy that is big enough and fast enough to play outside. He's a red zone threat. And they're actually using him a lot in the slot, which I think is just, you know, gives him the ability to go anywhere in the field, be used in any kind of way, and just manufacture touches for this guy who, you know, makes stuff happen after the catch. He's a guy who gets touchdowns, gets big, get big plays. He gets behind the defense. And he's a guy that played both inside and outside in college. And I thought he would kind of just be molded into an outside receiver, but I like the fact that they're moving him inside, let him show that versatility. He's a guy I think a good have one of the better rookie season this year. And we'll, we're talking about him next year with Robbie Anderson on a contract year this year. We could be talking about Marshall as one of the top young wide receivers in the game, the dynasty. His build kind of reminds you of Robbie Anderson too, doesn't it? Like tall, lanky. Yeah. yeah oh, a little, little bit thicker. thicker. Yeah. yeah. A little thick. If I remember correctly, hmm. and uh, we're going to have Sean go back and listen to the episode and he can correct me. I believe I'd said that when he was at LSU, if he was not there, if he went to a different school, he probably would have just put up a lot better stats, been, you know, maybe considered a first-round pick, although he was still drafted pretty highly. But, Chev, you got a breakout for us? Yeah, so I think we got to temper expectations for this class a little bit, too. I think a lot of the landing spots that they had were not the greatest, uh, unlike some of the other landing spots that have been in the past seasons. But uh, I think this guy landed in a spot that, is just a whole bunch of unknowns at the moment. And that's Nico Collins. So I know Matty Big Chess will love this. Nico is a big physical wide receiver that can go up and make plays for that uh, that Texans wide receiver core. Uh, we don't know who the quarterback is going to be for him yet, but somebody has to make plays in that offense. Uh, and why not Nico Collins? I think he's definitely got the athletic ability to uh, definitely get some get some good reps uh, during the season. Oh no, we didn't get we didn't get Kev on. I didn't know he wanted to come on. He didn't say anything. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. But, yeah, I think Nico Collins is somebody that might be in a better situation to break out other than some of these other wide receivers, in my opinion. Okay. I like uh, Nico Collins, and we know Maddie is um, definitely going to be happy about that. <laughs> According to Sean, I was right, and I did say that. So <laughs> you listened to that pretty quick, Sean. Kudos. Damn. <laughs> Tell you what, Mike, you've you've listened to Chev and you've listened to Nate explain their breakouts. Do you have anyone for us yet? Or did you want to just kind of chill a little bit? No, no, you know, I I have a few I like, but I'll I'll actually I'll keep it close to my fandom with the 49ers and I'll go Trey Sermon. I know it's the easy answer. I know it's probably a bit of an obvious answer, but you know, I think that he's got one of the best paths to workload based on Raheem Moser. I know Raheem Moser went on Twitter and kind of uh fought back a little bit some people talk about him wearing a knee brace he had to kind of uh debunk that and say that he usually wears it. it's not a big deal yada yada but that being said i don't think raheem Mostert can handle a full workload everything out of camp sounds like trey sermon is getting the offense i know elijah mitchell is doing well too but he's going to be used in a different way than trey mm-hmm. sermon is so i think trey sermon he i think he's going to be good the only thing that worries me about trey sermon just at least from a fantasy perspective is at least redraft i'm sure translate the dynasty with you guys that adp is getting a little high mm-hmm. um 
But either way, I I think Trey Sermon can have an immediate impact in that backfield. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I like it. I'm kind of coming around on Trey Sermon. Um, he was actually one of the guys I had written down. I think he could be a three-down back, tough runner, but an average average receiving back. I think you throw Trey Lance in there too. I mean, that definitely helps him out in the running game for sure. I mean, that opens up so many more holes for him and in an offense that loves to run the football anyway. So I definitely like Trey Sermon for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go to another Trey Sermon fan. Pork, you got any breakouts for us? Yeah, I mean, I, this guy I'm just picking just based off of opportunity, and it's going against Mike's guy, and it's Michael Carter. Um, he's running uh, as an RB1 <laughs> in practice. He's actually really killing it out there. <clears throat> but the thing that I do like is the um, is that he can catch, which is good coming out the backfield. The defense is terrible, and – Zach Wilson is going to need help uh, dropping back the pass. I've been getting like you know some on and off, good things and bad things from practice from him. So it seems like he's going to just be relying on his security blankets, which would most likely be his tight ends and his running backs passing out of the backfield. Um, yeah. He's at, they also bring in the offense from the 49ers uh, with that zone blocking scheme, and they have a really good offensive line. So the offensive line will actually help him run inside the tackles. Um, but, I mean, people are looking at Michael Carter like he's a small back, and they do, if they looked at the film, they can see that he can run inside the tackles as well as outside the tackles. So mm-hmm. I think he'll take over that backfield and become a, a very wide-known name uh, throughout next year Dynasty purposes. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't see it. I think it's uh, <laughs> It's just one of those things. They're not giving P. Ryan the run because they just want him to get to the regular season healthy. That's why. That's, what they do um, that's, that's not what it is. Uh, you, you don't run him with the threes if you want him to, that want it to happen like that. So. Oh, that's exactly. Can we get a P. Ryan versus Carter bet with you guys or it's not going to happen? That's, uh, Mike, I'm, I'm pretty sure with it. I know you're not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> hey, there's there's two realists on the show, both oh. named Mike. Um, so let's actually let's, – I'm going to keep it in New York, not the Giants either. We're going to stick with the Jets. And I, I would like to say I think people might be sleeping on the Jets just a little bit this year. I'm not picking them to, you know, win the division. But everyone's like, oh, the Jets are trash, the Jets are trash, the Jets are trash. I think Robert Sales is going to come in. He's going to you know turn around the defense. You're talking about Mike LaFleur, who tell me when him and his brother get together, they're not talking football. He studied under Kyle Shanahan. So this mm-hmm. guy knows his offense. I think they're going to put their players in, in spots to be to be productive. But I'm going to go with Elijah Moore. So as of right now, he's had good rapport with Wilson and Camp. He's fast. He's elusive in the open field. The offense should be creative. They're going to have to be to win games in that division. And you hear what guys like A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf are saying about Elijah Moore, saying things on Twitter like he's one of the best wide receivers I've ever played with. And these are guys that we consider to be top-tier dynasty wide receiver assets. So um, Elijah Moore is a guy that I've been finding myself getting in, well, when my rookie drafts were going on, like early to mid part of the second round. And I think we can say that there's a possibility that he outperforms some of these guys that are getting drafted ahead of him. Yeah, so, I, I was I was gonna say I think people need to remember too, by the way, because I know Zach Wilson had a tough night the other night in that what was that 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 green and white scrimmage or you know it was in front of the fans at night. 
Keep in mind, I mean, he hasn't been in camp that long. Remember, he was the last rookie to sign. So give a little bit of leeway there. I know people want to overreact, and it's easy to overreact on the Jets. I get it. You know, I'm you know, I'm from the area, I hear it all the time on the sports radio. It's very easy. But yeah, I I, I do think Bauer, I think you're right. I think the Jets will surprise some people here and there. I mean, they'll they'll be like the Jets every now and again, but they're gonna pull out some games here and there. It's true. And I do think the one of the practices that I know Zach Wilson was really bad in. I think he just got off his plane at like midnight or something like that. And mm-hmm. there was early morning practice. It was a real quick turnaround time. And, you know, it's like just imagine staying up late for a Monday night football game. And then you got to be at work at seven o'clock the next morning. It's tough. But we would wow. usually bang out the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. We don't have 300 pound defensive linemen running at us either. Why would he not be there, though, ready to sign a contract? Like if it happens, you know, why is he in? Texas or wherever he's at right now, you know? Why would he not be where he should be? That's true. That's true. That, that, that to me, something, some things like that just don't make sense to me. Like, people will be on, like, yachts partying while their team's playing and whatnot, and then we got these people that aren't even at training camp. I don't I don't get some of the goofy stuff that these guys I think do. that's just, like, poor communication between the player and the agent. Yeah. And that, that, yeah. Has, to, that has to come together, but with you being an adult and you understand, you know, this is the life that you have to live. You mm-hmm. should be in that area. You shouldn't be out gallivanting, doing what you need to do. You need to be getting ready for a training camp, even though you're not signed yet. You know, you're going to sign eventually. Right. Yeah. The Mormon Manziel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. Does anyone else find it hard to take Pork seriously when he's just chilling in that rocking chair? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the fans to get bust out. I mean, I mean that's hey, all. I did right here. I know. It didn't get hot. It didn't get hot in here yet. Van Jefferson, gonna oh. know. There we go. Right, so let's kick it back to our guest one more time, Mike. You got anybody else for us? Amon St. Brown too, out of Detroit. I get it. It's not going to be a prolific offense. And no, this has nothing to do with that highlight video of him hurling a defender. I, I liked him before it was cool to like him, before that video dropped. I just think there's going to be opportunity there. I know Hawkinson's going to get a whole ton of targets there. It's, there's a reason why I have him ranked so high tight end. But I, I think St. Brown is going to get some work here, and he's going to get enough work to keep his production consistent and afloat. I, I, I could see him getting, you know, saw the men at targets on a per game basis. I don't think it's going to be too many weeks where he gets blanked and there's not a huge competition there at wide receiver. I don't care who they have there. I mean, they don't have the names they used to have. They don't have Kenny Galladay. They don't have Marvin Jones. They can't run the ball every single down and they're going to be in some game scripts where they're going to have to throw the ball. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I think St. Brown's going to do some damage. I like him. He looks physical. Yeah. I think he was a steal in the fourth round for them. Too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What do you guys, do you guys like Amon Ross St. Brown? I know Maddie likes him. I like I'd like Amara just based off opportunity. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody else to hell there other than him and Hawk and right. um Swift when he comes he back does. from his uh, little does. injury. Quintes, come on, huh. come on, man. Yeah, Quintes. Yeah. No, again, he's <laughs> it's just him. I do like Cephas, but this I mean, is a, it's based off of athleticism. Okay. It is a podcast. I understand that, but when you come to <laughs> talent, I want talent on my team and not you know. Just a, somebody that sounds like a venereal disease, as much as that. Let me. So he wants fighters that's about to retire. Got you it. guys being a dynasty podcast, right? Like yeah. when you guys, you guys emotionally cut ties with a rookie because you guys, you guys look at rookies 
when they're in college, when they're early on, you guys are watching the whole way. I'm I'm digging in, you know, a couple couple weeks before the draft, and you know, I'm getting to know these guys, and you already know their freaking social security numbers. So when do you guys cut ties on that? Mike knew all their nicknames and whatnot a couple seasons ago. (laughs) The secret handshakes and everything. I think it depends on the position. Yeah. Like running backs, like if they're late round running backs, if they haven't hit in two years, you got to be done with them. Because like late round running backs who haven't made much of an impact after year two, I mean, the teams have already moved on with free agents and new draft capital running backs. So you got to. You know, if P, if P Ryan doesn't do anything this year, you know, you got to move on. You know, you just you hurting yourself. Um, with wide receivers, a little bit longer, you know, three, four mm-hmm. years maybe, because they, they can take a little bit longer to hit. Same with tight end. Like, I mean, a lot of my rookie tight ends are the guys I have in my taxi squad. Mm-hmm. I kind of just fill up my taxi squad with first and second year tight ends because those guys usually take two, three years to hit anyway. Mm. At quarterback, I feel like a quarterback, if there's someone you actually like, you're sticking with them through their entire rookie contract. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a good point. It's hard. And a lot of times it's on a a case-by-case basis. You know, I was yeah. really high on Dante Pettis. The NFL wasn't. So <laughs> sometimes you just have to know. And I think I warned people that second year, no one listened to me. You know, like <laughs> part of the problem here with, with playing dynasty is too, everybody, I understand that every player has a value. And zero is a value in mathematics as well, too. So if even if it's nothing, nothing is something when it comes to value. Just so everyone knows, my math's really good. But the problem is people will either just try to sell too quick and get too little of value, or they hang on until a player dies on their bench. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to just let a player die on your bench. That's okay. Right. That's true. I'm fine with that. Like If you have Julio Jones and nobody wants to give you a good deal for him, you're fine with just plugging him in until he retires, right? Because you know he's probably going to be productive. Mm-hmm. Yep. James Robinson's another sure. example. So, you know, don't be afraid to make moves, but don't force anything either. Because that's what I'm for trying sure. to say. Now, even with quarterbacks, like you can hang on to a guy for his literally his whole career if he's doing as good as you want him to do. Like Drew Brees, if you drafted him, he stayed on your roster until he was done. Aaron Rodgers, he probably stayed on your roster like – it's just it just depends on when you think they're going to hit that decline is yeah. i mean and the value that your league members have for quarterbacks like if they value them a lot in the one qb then it might be best to sell them off and find somebody new because i mean one qb is super easy so yeah just and like with with quarterbacks you know you said like drew Brees and rogers yeah those guys are hall of famers like tom brady you're not always going to get those kind of guys yep. but even the guy like philip rivers Mm-hmm. You know, you could have Philip Rivers as your starting quarterback and been pretty well off for 15 mm-hmm. years, you know. So, you know, you don't have to find the future Hall of Famer. There's plenty of, you know, above average quarterbacks. Eli Manning, another one. Like, like they're not the best fantasy assets, but high quarterback two for most of their career, low quarterback one for most of their career. And it's a guy you, you draft and then you get to have value from for 12, 15 years. You know, speaking Man. of value... One thing I want to say is, did you know that if you refer somebody to DynastyOwner.com, you get $10? Hmm. Did you also know that Fantasy Sports was created to give participants the GM experience of a sports franchise? We're doing this right now. That's right. Go ahead. You could you could go, Nate. That's fine. <laughs> but as Fantasy Sports became more mainstream with more accessibility to player information, it became more about who got lucky in the draft and who got to the waiver wire fast enough to pick up a player. So guys like Mike Huff made Dynasty Owner 
come to be those redraft guys traditional fantasy sports lacks reality and rewards luck don't worry mike we love you it is not realistic to only focus on player performance and to not consider contracts do nfl teams assemble their rosters without contracts of course not what if you could create a game that was more like the real nfl Allow me to introduce you to DynastyOwner.com. Dynasty Owner incorporates a salary cap and assigns players their real-life NFL contracts. It is no longer all about player performance. Every contract matters. 2021 season has already begun. Starting at $29, you can play a fantasy game that lets you face similar decisions that NFL general managers and owners face. Rookie drafts began on June 4th, and startups will run between then and September 10th. So sign up to play with friends all around the world. And when you do, visit the Dynasty Owner store to get your very own referral link. Every person you refer gets you $10. Start your dynasty today at www.dynastyowner.com. Come on back, Nate. We miss you. There he is. Hi. Jeff, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off. What were you going to say before I read that? Uh, that you're like the best host on the planet. I don't remember, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even close, but I do appreciate that. <laughs> Who else wants to give me a breakout player? Nate looks like he's got about 10 of them. Always. But, I mean, I, I'll give you one. Chef's going to be upset, though, because this Justin Fields. You know, I'm talking rookie quarterback who could be a league winner. Might have to wait to week six, week eight. But once Justin Fields gets out there in the, on the field, it's, he's going to be scoring a ton of points. He might not have... 400 yards in a game because, you know, the Bears have a good defense. But he's going to be efficient. You know, it's going to be like I could see him at points this year, you know, having like Russell Wilson level efficiency. Well, you know, he only throws for 220 yards, but he has four touchdowns and, uh, you know, 60 yards rushing. That's really good in fantasy football. And I think he has that level of peak. I don't think he'll maintain that through his rookie year, especially like if he only starts, you know, halfway through the year. But he's a guy that, you know, if he picks up some steam going into the playoffs, he might be one of those late-year breakout candidates. And, you know, going into next year could be like a top-10 quarterback in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Where is he getting drafted at in Dynasty right now? Do you guys know? Probably like 12 or 13. Give me quarterback, 12 or 13. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. one second. I'm up. He is right now going 13. Okay, so Chev, you you're going to be a little bit more in tune with the Bears than us. I heard some you know some people on Twitter saying he's going to start day one. Is it's still Andy Dalton's show beginning of the season, right? Yeah, I don't think they're going to give it up uh, anytime soon with Andy Dalton, sadly. But I wouldn't want to throw him to the wolves when they play the Rams Week One as well. So I know they've had a busted up O line uh, this whole training camp. So. Not too worried about him not starting week one, but the sky is the limit with him. I've heard so many great things about his leadership, his rushing ability, his passing. Like everything is looking great, but I think I think what it's going to take, he's got to show it in preseason. If he can show it in preseason, he's going to be electric. Hopefully, it'll be somebody that can make plays on his feet, just doing plays that as Bear fans we haven't seen in God knows how long. Probably never. I mean, you never know, but. Uh, I, th- I think he's going to turn some heads in preseason, and it might push Nagy to start him earlier than Nagy actually wants to, I think. Yeah. Hey, Russell Wilson did it. Remember they signed mm-hmm. Matt Flynn to a decent contract, and Russell Wilson just came in, got the job, and he started every game for the Seahawks since. Yep. Chef, you got a breakup for us while we're talking to you? 
Yeah, I think this is the easiest one to pick. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Najee or not Najee Harris. I'm sorry, that's the easy one too. I'm gonna go with Kyle Pitts. Kyle mm. Pitts, I think, has the best opportunity out of anybody in this rookie draft class, especially with Julio going to a different team. Uh, that offense to me is gonna have to throw the football a lot to stay in games. And he's going to be one of their main targets, I feel like, throughout the whole season. I mean, as a tight end, he's going to be a game changer unless they change it to him to a wide receiver, uh, fantasy-wise. But I think Kyle Pitts has the athletic floor of probably maybe any tight end in the NFL. Man, I think he is athletically just gifted and blessed. Mm -hmm. I think he is going to be an absolute terror to find somebody to guard him week in and week out. Well, the Eagles get to try to do it first. So... Yeah, start Kyle Pitts week one, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 4,400 on DraftKings. At least Nick Gary's in there. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know who they're going to put on him. Like, he's got the fans back, everybody. Uh, Dave Taylor. Well, I know. I, could, no, I ain't covering that, boy. <clears throat> Too fast. Dave Taylor got the speed for it, but they don't got the height for it. So, yeah. That I mean, he's really, he's the only guy I think of that they have that would be fast enough to cover him. Yeah, but he's a little bit undersized, so that would be a little bit of an issue. Yeah, I guess I don't even know. I don't even know who they, they would have yeah. covered. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of teams, though. They're not going to have somebody to cover them. That's going right. to be game changer for them. Yeah. Yep. All right, Pork, you good with the solo layout now? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> so for my for my breakout rookie, I'm going to go stick with. We was talking about Eagles. Um, go with my boy Devonta Smith. Um, just out again, pure opportunity. There's nobody else there. <clears throat> number uh, Travis Fulgham hasn't been looking good. Greg Ward is just he's Greg Ward. He's just a serviceable guy. And Devontae Smith is going to take over. Um, Travis, uh, not Travis Fulgham, but it's, uh, Quez Watkins has been um, breaking out. But oh yeah, it's Quez. I'm not really sure if that's going <laughs> to be something that we're going to be looking for. He's probably like the wide receiver four or five on the team at this point. Hopefully, they just cut Hightower because I just don't like him. But uh, no, nah, he'll he'll be there. But um, looking like the Devont- <laughs> right and Devonta Smith um during practice um before his knee strain, he's been roasting Darius Slay. He's been roasting everybody else in the practice field, and Jalen Hurts had really good rapport with him. Um, probably based off of college as well. But um, when he comes into the game, you can see he just he's one of the best route runners I've seen come straight out of college and go into the NFL and just forget about his. I don't know how much he weighs. He's not <laughs> lighter than Tutu Atwell, but he's like 167 or something like that. 170. That doesn't matter if he's going to get open. He's going to get open. He, he proved it in college. He's going to prove it in the NFL. So, well, if anything, he could gain some weight and play tight end in a couple of years. I think that works out for everybody right. like, these days. Like Jordan Matthews. Yeah, like Akeem Butler. There you go. Right, let's see. So Devonta Smith, so just Google search, says he's 174 pounds. Mm. Um, and Chatarius Atwell, also known as Tutu, is he's one, like 147. He's 165. Damn. That's a lie. It's, I'm just I'm going after sure he like played at one I'm not saying what you're saying. He's 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 literally like a toothpick. They say he ran to the wall the other day and he couldn't get up. All right. So toothpick I swear to Bob. 
NFL.com has two pick at will. Puts his hand up. Puts his hand up. Waves the trainer. You know. That's it. Yeah. Help me, please. Yeah. NFL.com has Tutu at 155. Keeps going down. It has Devonta Smith still at 170. Last so, time yeah. I weighed 155 was the day before my 21st birthday. I was. You know, Jeez. What was it? Good times, huh? Yeah. Since then, yeah. Oh, here's Sean chiming in. Waddle is 180, not far mm. off Smith, and no one questions him. Well, I'm not a Jalen Waddle fan, so. That's a good point. Yeah, he's not on my list. It's fair. I think, I think he's the best. <laughs> By the way, that 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 Matt Flynn contract you were talking about, that was, I believe it says here, according to Spotrack, was uh, three-year, $19 million with the Seahawks. That's <laughs> what so it says here. So <laughs> there has to be more money involved in that, maybe, you know. Contract signing, even, yada yada. Did he ever even play a snap for them? No, nah. I don't think so. It was just, it was just the so. preseason. He played yeah. in the preseason, and then Russell Wilson was just roasting everybody. And he was like, "Well, you can leave because we don't need no. you here. <laughs> just hold open the door. That's it." Yeah. So you guys pretty much touched on everyone I have. I just got one last one, and then we could wrap it back around for you guys. Um, you know, like, like I said before, people are sleeping on the Jets. I do think Zach Wilson's going to have a good year. Um, I like the LaFleur Shanahan connection there. All the LaFleurs and now Kyle Shanahan. He's got a good arm, quick release. He's mobile enough. They're going to be throwing a lot too because I don't think they're going to be a good team, but I think they're going to be an improved team. So, you know, sometimes you could still be a bad team, but be a better team than you were the year before. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Yep. So, got to Jets, yeah. That's true. Yeah, what's it like being uh, up there, Mike, and seeing Jets fans? Are they as bad as people say they are? Uh, no, Giants fans are the worst. Sorry, okay. so, Dude, no. I agree. Sorry to Steffi Smalls. I know she's out there somewhere. Uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, she's wonderful. But Giants fans, yeah, though they're more. You know, Jet fans are like Met fans. They're just kind of they're just like walking around <laughs> waiting there. for something good to happen. You know, hoping. You know, hoping and wishing. But you know, like the Mets, huh? Yeah, like the Mets. And let's not. You know what? Don't do that. Wow. Don't, <laughs> wow. I I brought it up. Sweep, you don't have huh? to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. It was a sweep, son of a. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it was a sweep. It was a sweep. That's all right. Stevie's gonna knock some heads around this offseason. Don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no. But I do think the Jets will. I I do think the Jets will make some noise. I wanted to ask you guys a question. What do we think about? Uh, Trey Lance in year one, though. I know Dynasty, we like him for Dynasty, but because to me, I thought that Garoppolo was good enough and the defense was healthy. Like, Garoppolo's mm-hmm. not that bad that he can lose his job right away. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, Lance looks like he's playing well in camp. Then you start to hear Shanahan say, well, he's, he's going to get some snaps to saying he's going to be in the game. You know, it just, you know, yeah. we're going to keep inching closer towards it. I mean, like, would you guys be willing to take a take a stab at Lance and redraft year one? Not as my QB one. Nah, I mean, well, no, not yet. It, I think uh, for him, I think it would just depend on the roster size. Um, that would be something you you can take like a little bit later. But I feel as though when there's smoke, there's fire. Like you said, they're going to talk about you know he's outplaying Garoppolo, even though they did say Garoppolo's having a good camp too. But yeah. Um, Trey Lance is the new shiny toy. Um, yep. But for redraft, 
that's that's just is a tough one. You might have to just play that one by ear. But if the roster size is big for that redraft league, whichever league that you're in, I wouldn't mind taking a stab at them near the end. Mike, would you like me to give you the advice I give everyone else when they ask me a redraft question? Sure, I'd love it. You should go ask the guys from the FFA song. I'll text Anthony now. <laughs> I will probably just stay away from Trey Lance altogether. Um, redraft is a one-year thing. So I want guys that I know are going to be on the field from the get-go and who are less likely to lose their job. So, you know, I don't want to have to worry about, oh, well, if I draft Garoppolo and Trey Lance, I'll be okay. Well, mm. you know, you could draft Patrick Mahomes and then back it up with Tom Brady later in the draft, and that's yep. probably safer than taking a stab on Trey Lance, in my opinion. Although, you know, next year on, because we could be looking at another Patrick Mahomes situation where Jimmy Garoppolo starts the whole year. Yeah. There's always the possibility. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot harder for the 49ers to give up on Jimmy G than it is for the Bears to give up on Andy Dawn because I think it's sort of the same situation, but I think the Bears are going to be playing for Nagy and Pace's job, and mm-hmm. I just think – the Bears yep. fans are not going to handle it very well. I think the 49ers are good enough to definitely win with Jimmy G, and I think Jimmy G's a good enough starter to keep them in games and let their defense do their thing. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for Jimmy G to lose his job um, than it would be Andy Dalton. I think I think Trey Lance may get, may get in later in the season, but I don't know if it's going to happen unless Jimmy G is playing really bad or an injury takes place. Could always be the injury because we've mm-hmm. seen Garoppolo do that. Mm. Yep, yep. Yep. Or it could be based off uh, another team quarterback getting hurt and they feel as though Trey Lance can start mm-hmm. day one. And they can get some compensation for Jimmy G. So it's, you know, just got to play it by ear. True. Does anyone else have any other breakouts for us? I mean, we for, know Nazi Harris is going to be a breakout. Yeah. That's why I didn't put him yeah. on my list. Yeah. I'll do one for Bob. So Zayvon Collins <laughs> has been getting a lot of reps. Uh, in Arizona. I've been at camp and man, that dude is built. He's a big son of a gun. And I think he's going to be definitely be holding down that middle linebacker spot. I think Hicks might be on his way out unless they kind of change their defense up a little bit every now and again to switch it up on the offenses. But I think Zayvon Collins is going to get a lot of, a lot of play. I think he's going to make a, a lot of big plays as well. I think his coverage is pretty good as well. So uh, I think he's a guy to watch out for year one. And I think, He'll be a big key to how good that Cardinals defense actually is going to be this season. Hmm. Good. Look at that. Chef throwing down some IDP knowledge, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. I've been to training camp one time and I turned an IDP. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> great. Looks like our IDP department is growing here at the Dynasty Rewind. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Chill, chill. I know. It's like uh, you talking IDP is like me in the C2C league. Yeah, I, I couldn't get in with y'all, man. I, I, I don't even get to watch college football on Saturdays due to work, so it's tough for me to be engaged yeah, with all this. I'm, I'm literally guessing and looking at other people's uh, lists. I was like, oh, see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy. So easy. So easy. <laughs> Nate's like, hey, that was a good pick. And I'm like, yeah, I just asked Ken. Yeah, Nate, <laughs> Nate sends me a message. He was like, yeah, you took my guy. I was like, well, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, hey, this guy goes to Alabama, running back. Yep, clear. Done. <laughs> Done. Smart. And that's my C2C strategy. Uh, if anyone wants to know, I've heard of you. You go to a Power 5 school. 
It's going on my roster. There you go. Fair enough. Hey, listen, a little bit of a shorter show for tonight, but that's okay. So actually, this is a good segue to just tell everyone before we head out, get used to the shows being a little bit shorter. Uh, coming up into the season, we're going to kind of, I don't want to say reformat, but you know that um, I talked to you guys. Oh, look at this. Sean saying, Chev Boyar IDP. <laughs> There's too much going on there. I can't even read that. Chev Boyar IDP. That I is a lot it. of letters. It looks like, a, like a robot from Star Wars or something. Yeah, you can <laughs> put that on a t-shirt. Um, so we're not rebranding or anything. All Dynasty all the time. Basically, our shows in season are going to be like this. If you have any questions, drop us a line. We will gladly answer any trade questions. Starts and sits, you want to just go over to this guy right over there, Mike Huff. Him and Anthony Servino, they do a, a bunch of a bunch <laughs> of podcasts every week. It's usually in the evening time, 5, 6 o'clock. Um, they will answer all your starts and sits for you. We will yep. answer any trade questions. We're going to be bringing you a lot more Devi content as well. We're going to give Nate some free reign there and let him just go to town with some Devi guys. So, um, but before we head out, I do want to say before we get to Chev, I want to say uh, make sure you check out Underdog. Best ball is awesome. You best believe it. As for Bob, <laughs> use the promo code Rewind. You get twenty five dollars. That's it. No catch. $25. If you sign up, let me know. I would love to do a slow draft with you. Can't do a fast draft because I, I just, you know, sometimes the timing doesn't work. So, um, but before we head out, Chev, you got anything for us? Yeah, I don't have a verse again this week, but my, my thing for this week is just live in the moment. Uh, you don't know how much time you have left on this earth. There's things like strokes and stuff like heartache or heart attacks that happen. You never know when your time's going to come. Live in the moment. Get off your phone for a little bit. Put your phone away. Live in the moment. Go out and watch a sporting event without your phone. Watch your kids play without your phone. Like To me, it's crazy how many parents just give their kid a tablet and leave them alone for the rest of the time. Or they're on their phones while their kid's playing in a basketball game. I see that so much. And you, when you see the kid just look at their parent while they're on their phone, you can just see it on their face how disappointed and how sad that makes them feel. So uh, just from what I've seen this last week and kind of what some, some things I'm going through right now with my uncle, he actually had a stroke yesterday. So just live in the moment. You just never know uh, what can happen in the next hour or so. So that's, that's my words for advice for today, boys. All right. Love it, Chev. And great, you know, great words from a great man. That's what I like to say after Chev talks here. Uh, prayers up for your uncle. Hopefully mm -hmm. everything works yeah. out okay. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so until next time, Chev, just tell everyone where we could find you on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me in Ken on Friday, but you can find me at Chev Boyard, boy with an I. All right, and we'll go to our guest now. Mike, thank you again for hanging out with us a little bit tonight. Where can we find you and tell us about your show again before we go? It's always nice to hang out with you guys. You guys are my favorite, but I still say that no one puts pork man in the corner. So pork man, <laughs> you, you keep defending yourself, man. You don't let them jam you up too much. But yeah, he's sitting in the corner right now. I, I know that he's sitting there. He's 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 not helping his cause. He's sitting in the corner. I know it's not good. Hey, it's Mike's fault. He always yeah. he's he's picks with me, but you know, I, know, I just feel I know. it's all with love. That's I got your I back. That that's why I jump on the show every now and again. Make sure everything's going all right. But yeah, no, you could follow me on Twitter at the FF Realist. And yeah, FF face off. We will most definitely be pumping out content. Uh now that my move is complete, I'm situated. Me and Anthony are going to be pumping out some shows, answering everybody's questions. And, yes, if we have Dynasty questions, we shift them on over to you, bad boys. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. So check that out. And somebody here 
feel free. Bauer, you've got my number. Feel free to uh, FaceTime me from the bar so I could do a shot with you. All right, that sounds great. I will gladly do that. And if anybody wants me to FaceTime with them from the expo, see what's going on, I would love to do that as well. Sounds great. So if you can't be there, I'll bring in just for a few minutes. Uh, Nate, where can we find you until next time? You can find me making sure that everyone makes their pick in the Dynasty Rewind C2C. Porkman, you're on the clock. Oh, am I? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Am I? On the clock, man. He's he going to pick. He just drafted that guy from LSU. Wide receiver, yeah. I think. I, t- I did take a quarterback from LSU. I don't know who the hell he is, but I took him. Max Johnson. Yeah. Be. Great. I don't know. What the hell? It's your fault, Nate. You freaking brought me into this crap. Dude, it's great. I love listening to the Elite Seekers podcast, and Ben Eby's like, this guy's 2025 eligible, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. How? <laughs> like, how are you scouting this hey, Max Johnson is the son of former NFL quarterback Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Okay, Brad Johnson. Oh, I really am on the clock, though. Oh. Well, Pork, would you like to make your pick while on the clock? I'm making a pick right now. I'm taking uh, Danielle Nada. Don't know who he is. Arizona State. Yeah, running back, uh, right? Don't pick yeah. him. Oh, he's picked. So, Pork oh, has just picked the next Eno Benjamin. <laughs> that was your boy. I didn't like Eno Benjamin. Eno you was not him. my boy. No, you I didn't like Eno Benjamin. I was not an Eno fan. Not that I remember. I remember yeah, thinking he was okay. You liked Eno Benjamin, like. Uh-oh. Saying he's okay like, means you like him. Sean, <laughs> figure this out. I'm sure I like somebody that didn't get drafted. <laughs> By, uh, oh my God. I, I like guys that are so bad the Army won't even draft them. Um, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. That's, that's great. That's probably going to be put on a quote and tweeted out. Pork, we're going to do until next time. Yeah, you can find me at Canton as well on Saturday, though. And at FF Porkman on Twitter. All right. Yes. And please, if you're in the area, come check out the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Bob Lung put it together. He did a fantastic job organizing everything. Come stop by the Dynasty Rewind booth. We are not bougie enough to be in the main hall, but we will be close to the stage. Come Hmm. over. Tell us how we helped you win your championship. We would love to hear that. And until then, you can follow me on Twitter at Rewind CEO, but I'd much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. And until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.